Our rotating hosts, we welcome you to tune in for a tasty musical masala of traditional and modern sounds from South Asia every Sunday on Sounds of the Subcontinent, only on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Light IC 408. Well, uh, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And it's a hot one, folks. Boy, I walk from my house, and it's I'm still sweating. i got been here for about 10 minutes. It's uh, August-like uh, conditions out there. July 28th, not, uh, not May 28th. And, of course, uh, how interesting that we're getting a tropical storm hitting the United States a week before hurricane season officially starts. That gives you an idea of uh, how hot it is, and of course that's why it is hot. It's pushing up that tropical air, and uh, real quickly, there was a fascinating uh, natural disaster weather map <laughs> Oh yeah, in Sunday's New York Times showing the United States dating back to 2002 with natural disasters and losses in each zip code, and uh, it's remarkable uh, how expensive last year was in terms of natural disasters. Hurricane Harvey estimated to cost $125 billion. Hurricane Maria, $90 billion. That's, of course, the one that affected Puerto Rico uh, so uh, viciously. Hurricane Irma, $50 billion. So we're talking there. That's a quarter of a trillion dollars just in hurricanes. And then the Chicago, uh, California wildflower uh, fires are listed at $18 billion. So it is uh, remarkable. Very interesting map and shows uh, how devastating. You know, Katrina, by the way, for the record, was $161 billion. So that was the second most costly year in American history for natural disasters. The zip is fascinating. Uh, shows... Where where there's uh, beachfront property down in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, those are the kind of really expensive areas uh, here in the United States. So we'll keep our fingers crossed about this tropical storm. Well, it's just the front end of the season, so yeah. it's, it'll if it's this hot this early. Expect a pretty volatile storm season, I would expect. Not good. I mean, it was just, it was in the 40s just a couple of weeks ago at night. Incredible. Well, speaking of incredible, I'll just make a brief comment about the king. LeBron James, I think this year, has shown why he is the greatest player ever. Uh, even with injuries, he's he's the best defensive player, he's the best offensive player, and he's certainly one of the greatest le- leaders and when you watched last night's game, and I only saw the second half, the team defense was just amazing. And uh, basketball is half defense, kind of like football. So a lot of fans out there don't pay attention to watching the basketball defense because they don't keep incredibly revealing statistics other than blocks and steals. But it's often helping out where you don't get... It's like hockey with uh, back-checking and retrieving the puck in the corner. There's a lot of little things that go on that allow a team 
to play uh, exceptionally well. And with Kevin Kevin Love, one of their better offensive players, going down, that was how Cleveland had to win the game, and by golly, they did. And Boston before that had been 10-0 in the playoffs at home. Incredible. And there's a Game 7 tonight. The only other brief comment I guess I'll make about sports, I finally agree with something Donald Trump did. He pardoned Jack Johnson. Uh, That, of course, was motivated by uh, Rambo, uh, Stallone. And he had a ceremony at the White House last week. And we should not be uh, fooling ourselves that Jack Johnson was some sort of a great guy because he probably wasn't. sounded like he had a little bit of a violent temper with his uh, wives, so to speak. But uh, utilizing the Mann Act to put him in jail was uh, certainly an injustice. Well, you know, it's surprising that this, because of his legendary uh, stature as an athlete breaking through in a racially dominated field, that this pardon didn't occur earlier. But I don't think uh, President King von Trumpenstein should fool himself into thinking that this will do anything like thrill the African-American community. This is uh, purely symbolic. Uh, It really does nothing to change his very clear and consistent track record of uh, racism, both overt and covert. Yeah, and let's uh, remember that he... The NFL, for example, is... that this week. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Today's current day athletes who find themselves uh, at the focus of a media firestorm uh, regarding their silent uh, protest, First Amendment rights and so forth, uh, at play here. Um, The NFL has obviously uh, kneeled to Trump on this one, Mm -hmm. and this issue is not going to go away. Uh, I think that we'll see this fall when the football games start. Lots of guys not on the field. For the anthem, if this is the way they're going to do it, well, then people will be talking about that. Boy, sure. why aren't they out here on the field? And for Trump to, like, turn to the cameras of Fox and Friend, because their only friend is really him. Right. um, But when he was speaking to those chuckleheads, he said, well, you know, they really should be standing up and and should be respecting the flag. uh, Or maybe they shouldn't be playing at all. Or maybe they shouldn't even be in this country. Haven't we settled the debate about free speech and the flag? It's gone to the Supreme Court a couple of times. Well, it even went to the Supreme Court during World War II. You know, the Jehovah's Witnesses... uh, High school, I think it was high school cases about saluting the flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can read that in any basic uh, constitutional law book about what the First Amendment really means. You can't compel people to perform an act that you see as a mandatory act of patriotism. That's not how it works in a democracy. And you have to question even the use of the flag uh, at sporting events and the national anthem and that kind of thing. I don't personally have a problem with it, but uh, maybe that's the solution uh, in the long run, but don't count on it. Uh, This is one of those culture war issues that Trump uh, loves to exploit. I mean, even today, what a moron uh, praising himself. Naturally. 
Of course. That's <laughs> what it's all about. It's the Donald show. Uh, he had a strange week with, with North Korea. We finally saw the commemorative coin. <laughs> well, I hope you got yours because their uh, collectors are snatching them up. Snatching them up and some are putting them on their mantle next to the picture of Hitler, Mussolini, Count Chano, Deladier, and Neville Chamberlain, the Munich Conference. <laughs> uh, maybe Jared Kushner can come along with Trump for the summit uh, in... Uh, Singapore. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Who knows? Who cares? Well, yeah, because it, it's it's a, it's a photo op, and for yeah. Trump to claim he's going to make North Korea very rich, I don't even know what he's talking about. Uh, you know, we know that Kim Jong Un has taken two trips to China, and how interesting. Over the weekend, I wanted to just read this because this is like one of those small items that it's easy to miss. Stephen Lee Myers, China's military, announced on Sunday that it had dispatched warships to challenge two United States Navy vessels that had sailed through waters in the South China Sea that China claims to own. You know, what it means for the Korean Peninsula to be nuclear-free is, is unclear. And I recently, by the way, just brushed up on the Korean War, uh, commonly called the Forgotten War. Uh, 33,000 Americans died. And it was the peace negotiations that took two years. I mean, this right. is tough bargaining. Trump, who claims he's this big deal maker, hasn't made any deals. And gives all the leverage away right up front in you know. almost every case, whether it's China, Korea, or what have you. Right. And these NAFTA negotiations haven't gone anywhere. And uh, there's been pushback, by the way, uh, by the Europeans against the the uh, Iranian policy, which uh, he, he unilaterally pulled out of uh, that deal, uh, using the disingenuous claim that this was a treaty. It was not. It was a an agreement. It was an agreement between uh, Iran and the National Security, the permanent members of the National Security Council, plus Germany. It was a multilateral deal, and it was sanctioned by the UN, uh, not by the American Senate. And, you know, for Trump to use uh, Memorial Day uh, to, to uh, you know, make some crazy comment about the economy uh, and and, you know, the soldiers will be looking down in amazement at what a great job I've done. And, and I thought, what a moron. I'd like to point out to Mr. Trump, he's been president now for, he's going into his, uh, his 400 six, and some days. His 16th month, uh, his presidency mercifully is one third over. At least. At least, but... <laughs> I always want to throw that in there just in case. He might uh, he might uh, get reelected. You don't know, because the Democrats have an empty suit at the moment. We don't know who the, their nominee is going to be. It's all up in the air. Uh, I think the midterm elections will be a big factor in uh, how the traditional GOP deals with Trump. Well, what's left of the traditional GOP? Well, let's remember here, even on economic... Uh, statistics that Donald Trump is not does not have exceptional numbers this is part of a cyclical uh growth spurt that's lasted 92 weeks or something it's the second longest in American history 
This was started, by the way, by the Democrats, by Barack Obama and the stimulus package that Mitch McConnell did everything he could to subvert and obstruct. And this was a bill that basically passed uh, the Congress uh, with in 2009 with virtually no Republican votes. Uh, I think Susan Collins and Arlen Specter uh, voted for it. And in fact, Arlen Specter, in response, uh, switched parties. Yeah. Uh, because the stimulus package was needed, and it was needed to uh, recover from the disastrous banking deregulations and the housing bubble. And for the Congress to repeal aspects of banking regulations as they've done uh, in the past days is another uh, very uh, troubling development. This is not going to help the economy. When you have banks that have assets as high as $250 billion being exempt from these reporting requirements, you've got problems. I mean, let's remember that part of the financial bubble and crisis was not just uh, the so-called Wall Street banks. It was actually non-financial entities like Countrywide. And these fly-by-night mortgage companies that were creating all this uh, dubious financing that was in the system. It was the bank runs on Washington Mutual and Wachovia. These, of course, were big FDIC insurance banks, insured bank deposits. And this was part of what the uh, so-called bailout was really all about. It was stabilizing the financial uh, situation. So my point is, is that <clears throat> Trump has been president now for uh, 15 of the 91 months. It's a pretty small percentage. And his numbers, by the way, there's nothing unusually good about them. We have a, a, an economy that is creating some jobs, but 40% of them are allegedly low-wage jobs. They're in the uh, Retail and I mean in the uh, leisure and restaurant sector of our economy, and how good these jobs are is is, is a matter of debate. So I, I just find Trump's use of Memorial Day for that uh, braggadocio to be just simply well, pathetic. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable uh, and odious. <laughs> is maybe not too strong a word for it. It's one thing if you want to, you know strut and boast uh, and make your claims, but to link them to the image of dead soldiers looking down and smiling, that's a little weird. And uh, quite, you know, strangely, why don't these things sink into his base? They just, their level of apathy uh, towards, you know, some of them are veterans. Some of them have family who are veterans. Mm-hmm. The the degree to which people disassociate themselves from, you know, the personal realm and the world of human feelings and interactions with regard. To, oh, ha ha. He got another zinger in uh, sort of a mentality to uh, continued support for this most strangest elected official in American history. Well, and the thing is, is that his tactics of constantly attacking the FBI, for instance, this has been an ongoing all week operation uh, that goes back every months, day. This, that's months, months now. and months. And uh, it's really pretty pathetic. Um, I'd like to point out to Mr. Trump, <laughs> Mr. Mueller has said virtually nothing since he was hired. Well, all these people who say, well, there's no no word of collusion yet. 
That's because they're not done yet. Yeah. You, you don't say what you've got until you've looked at everything and connected everything that needs to be connected. Believe me, there will be plenty of dirt coming out of this report. Right. And they're not looking for collusion. They're looking for uh, high crimes and misdemeanors, bribery, uh, treason, perhaps. Obstruction. Treason is, Obstruction yeah. of justice. I mean, there are a number of things going on here. And Trump, of course has unleashed this uh, pit bull, Rudy Giuliani, who's continuing to make the rounds. Who talks an awful lot for, you know, lawyers most times want their clients to be quiet, don't talk about it, especially a high-profile case like this, especially where it's a president who's the subject of an investigation attacking his own DOJ. You know, you might want to cool it a little bit, you know, looks a little guilty, trying to always throw you know sure. sand in the eyes of the investigation. Uh, but Giuliani is the same kind of guy. He's like, put a microphone in, in his face on Fox TV, and off he goes. Off he goes. He's uh, he's the man who wants to be king, if not president. Perhaps they should uh, do an investigation into his investigations, or lack thereof, of Donald Trump. Back when he oh, was a indeed. prosecuting attorney in the uh, 2nd District of Manhattan, which is how he got his claim to fame, being this tough guy on crime. Well, I think maybe one reason, uh, I'm joking here, of course, but uh, maybe one reason why Trump wants to keep the hope of uh, a sit-down meeting with uh, Kim Jong-un alive is so that if the Mueller investigation really heats up, he could always defect to North Korea. Yeah, become could become part of that ruling clan quite quite easily. Junior, junior assistant supreme leader, the, the mini-me, uh, Trump's, yeah, Adulation for Kim Jong Un is is exceedingly odd, and I I really like I say I I don't even I see this as a, as even if it happens as just a photo op I don't think there's going to be any negotiations, and of course over the weekend Trump is caught yet again lying, uh, blatantly accusing the New York Times of making up a source in the White House about North Korea. This is precisely. This was a press briefings. <laughs> there, there were hundreds of witnesses. Right. And even a, a tape emerged yeah. of the actual statement. Those pesky tapes. Oh, Lordy, I hope there's a tape. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, regarding, you know, uh, another bold-faced lie, you really can categorize anything Trump says into three simple categories. Number one, exaggeration. Yes. Number two, misrepresentation. Number three, lie. And that's it. There is no veracity from the. There's, you know, uh, sad, uh, great, uh, really, you know, like short, pithy, you know, hyperbolic uh, statements of excellent. Really, really bad. Yeah. With a bunch of excla- excla- exclamation points. But it's, it's exaggeration, misrepresentation, and lie over and over again. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I did today, as soon as I heard about Trump's uh, odious comments, and tweets about Memorial Day was I actually read the unbelievably eloquent Gettysburg Address. Wow. This is how you perform on Memorial Day, Abraham Lincoln. The, the, the words in this, in this brief speech are absolutely incredible uh, when he talks about um, our fathers brought forth to this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, four score and seven years ago. His unbelievable conclusion, 
where he talks about the brave men, living and dead, who struggled here, the Gettysburg battlefield, uh, here to constant uh, to have consecrate, consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note, not long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. And, of course, the concluding phrase is one of the most brilliant things in the English language, where he, uh, Abraham Lincoln, and by the way, he composed this on the back of an envelope. On a train on the way over. On a train ride from uh, Washington. Uh, It was delivered uh, just a couple of weeks after the Emancipation Proclamation uh, in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. But when he uh, writes that from these honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that the government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Wow. This is what a president is supposed to do on Memorial Day. Not talk about some Mickey Mouse economic record. Or even be, even for a moment to think about slapping yourself on the back. Right. Look at me and the great job I'm doing. Crazy. Absolutely pathetic. Remarkable. Hopefully, as uh, Trump uh, uh, so eloquently uh, noted a couple weeks ago, he's hoping that the witnesses said nice things about him. Yeah, were they nice to you there? To the investigators. But uh, regarding the uptick in uh, his explicit language against Mueller, against the Mueller investigation, you know, more open attacks on Rod Rosenstein, the DOJ, the FBI. And then having a meeting with with Kelly and his his White House lawyer. Present at at the disclosure of classified materials. At at a congressional thing. I mean, mean, that's, that's outrageous. But it went on and it shouldn't have. Well, and again, Paul Ryan takes some blame here for not putting uh, some sort of a uh, choke collar on Devin Nunez. Uh, what's going on there? I don't know. I'm beginning to believe that someone has compromise on uh, Paul Ryan, quite frankly, because his supine docility uh, in the face of the threat to his branch of government is just there's no real other explanation for it. But I think it's clear from Trump's open and explicit attacks that he's now in what you might call wounded warthog mode. Yes. Where uh, <laughs> that's the most dangerous part of the hunt, where the wounded animal, recognizing that it is cornered, uh, starts to uh, counter with a little bit of ferocity. It's the doomed moment where it's, uh, uh-oh, better bear my tusks and rip a few shin bones open here, uh, or I'm going down for sure. Well... 
we're in wounded warthog country. It's going to get a little bumpy, a little ugly, but I think it's the signs of panic and desperation. Well, yeah, and I think with in in Ryan's case, he's just simply surrendered long ago. I personally think that Ryan probably has become so privately appalled by Trump that he really doesn't have the guts to stand up. He's just like, well, I'm resigning and not running for re-election. What, what's, what's the point of fighting anymore? Um, he, you know, and, and this, this thing a couple of weeks ago where the immigration uh, debate, which is endless, where Trump keeps insisting that a wall be built. Uh, by the way, he promised uh, the American people that Mexico would pay for the wall. Uh, that hasn't happened, and he's he's gotten 39 votes in the Senate to build the wall, so it's not going to happen this year. It's well, and the armed forces are saying, wait a minute, you want us to build the wall? That's not in our budget. Uh, yeah, and, and of course, maybe what Trump—the I, 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 thing that keeps confusing me about North Korea is, is, is he enamored by the DMZ and the wall there? Uh, is that what— there's Ring. probably some Russian oligarch who you could get to build a wall. Manafort's got connections, I hear. Rings a bell, you know, rings his bell. Or is it the bank robbery? Uh, North Korea, of course, uh, contributes virtually nothing to the global economy. Uh, well, there was that photo in the Times over the weekend of the uh, shot from above Earth at night. Oh, yeah. You can see mm -hmm. all the lights in China, all the lights in South Korea, and there's a couple of flashlights in Pyongyang, and the rest of North Korea is pitch dark. dark. Pitch dark. There's Pyongyang in one big city on the coast, and that's it. And, of course, uh, you know, I looked this up. North Korea has a GDP of about $40 billion a year. It's got 25 million people. Ohio, which is about the same size in terms of area as North Korea, has 11.5 million, and its GDP is about $500 billion. So this gives you an idea of how poor North Korea really is. Uh, people are employed there. I, I'm sure that Kim Jong-un has got even better unemployment statistics than Donald Trump uh, because people are hired to, like, cl uh, like mop fields and stuff. It's, it's, there, there's some really, really bizarre behavior that goes on there. And, you know, in all frankness, I do genuinely believe that Kim Jong-un has got some forward-thinking ideas compared to his his, his past uh, ancestors. Uh, I think that he does genuinely want to kind of modernize things a bit. He's younger. He was uh, educated in the West, oddly enough. Uh, he likes the J-pop. Dennis Rodman uh, on the short list of the, of the delegation that's going right, with right. Donald Trump. I don't know if Trump's going to show up with some piercings and tattoos to <laughs> get in the keep you know, keep the spirit going. Who knows? But then recently they've had a lot of very interesting reports about how good North Korea is at hacking and that they are bank robbers. And I thought, that's what Trump is interested in. He wants to rob some banks with Kim Jong-un because that's what he's been doing his whole career, shafting the banks. That's why he has all of these suspicious connections to oligarchs in uh third world countries and Asia in particular. Yeah, we're just going to remind you that tomorrow, tomorrow is uh, the 101st anniversary of John F. Kennedy's birth. So uh, 
he was a visionary. Uh, Trump is not. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just real briefly, I, w- I wanted to just clean up something about uh, Scott Pruitt because he's been the big beneficiary of all this kind of kabuki theater about Korea. Yeah, because he's disappeared from the front pages. The summit's on. The summit's off. Oh, we'll see what we can do. You know, on and on, the the, the, the crazy things about it. But um, <clears throat> Scott Pruitt, of course, is, is under fire for taking all kinds of strange trips to Australia, Morocco, Paris. <laughs> He's doing all kinds of fundraising. It says here, uh, last year, a lobbyist who was later hired by Morocco as a $40,000 a month foreign agent uh, to represent its interests abroad. This guy was basically meeting with Scott Pruitt for some bizarre reason. I didn't know that the EPA had uh, business in Morocco. But you kind of wonder about uh, how Scott Pruitt has survived these, uh, well, over the past month, because it's just incredible. Well, and anybody, anybody out there who still buys the Drain the Swamp talk from this gang of swamp creatures, come on. Wake up and smell some coffee, for crying out loud. Well, and the connections between uh, many of these lobbyists, quote-unquote, and Michael Cohen and, you know, oligarchs getting... Pay to play and... Bribery uh, payments here and there, and and it it just, you know, is Trump actually finally going to be held accountable for bribery? I would hope so. Uh, In honor of Donald Trump's uh, summit and coin, I'll just read this quick... uh, limerick that I wrote many months ago in honor of Trump and the button. There once was a man who behaved like a baboon when he was not actually acting like a buffoon. My button is bigger than yours. As he went around slamming the doors, he proved once and for all that he was truly a loon. That's an honor of of, of a, a limerick that I wrote back when Trump was talking about having that bigger button. That was amazing. Okay. We are out of time uh, for this week on Gray Matters. Stay tuned for Yazoo City Calling coming up next. And thanks to Andrew for engineering. And stay cool. Get it. Your sister is so bad, she's badder than bad. what you want and need the girl power hour a free forum show featuring all your favorite female artists join the party fridays from 5 to 6 p.m right here on wcbn when you went car shopping you meant business 
You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out-salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Thank mm-hmm. you. 